Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network as week 16 in the NFL has come to a close and we can turn our attention to week 17 and the final push for the playoffs. Two weeks remaining in the NFL regular season with the added game for every team. Yes, the 17th game is just so important now. It changes things. It changes the records that teams are gunning for changes the records that teams will need in order to make the postseason let's recap though monday night football first the miami dolphins taking advantage of an extremely shorthanded new orleans saints team a team that was missing several quarterbacks right Taysom hill trevor simeon already down Jameis winston and so ian book the fourth stringer notre dame fame makes his first career start playing behind a backup offensive line that was obviously the starting offensive line. Three starters gone, including both tackles. Ian Book at a disadvantage from the get-go. He was sacked eight times in this game. Threw an interception that was returned for a touchdown early, and the Saints offense never got anything going whatsoever the Saints defense actually played well if you take the pick six aside Miami scored one touchdown in this game 
This was really a 13-3 football game if you take away the defensive score. Jalen Waddell had a nice performance. He had 10 catches, 92 yards, and the touchdown. Tua, one touchdown, one interception, threw for 198 yards. They got nothing going on the ground. Nothing, uh, 86 total rushing yards. But New Orleans couldn't get anything going on the ground either because of the backup offensive line. And that should have been taken into more consideration when I was looking at this performance. I I thought, though, that Alvin Kamara, going over his rushing and receiving combined yardage of 84, would be the way to go in this game. Knowing Ian Book making his first career start and how shorthanded the Saints were, I just felt that Kamara was going to be the focal point of this offense. Hand the ball off to him every time. Pass it to him out of the backfield every time. He had 13 carries, 52 yards, had a 19-yard run, but nothing in in the way of the passing game. Two catches for seven yards for Alvin Kamara. And it's disappointing. 59 total yards from your best offensive player. Not going to cut it here. Uh, a disappointing performance from the New Orleans Saints who fall to 7-8 and eight and pretty much have now been eliminated from playoff contention. Now, now, technically, they haven't, but they are the 10th seed right now. Their final two games, although we can say are winnable at home against the Panthers and at the Falcons, I don't. I can't say that anymore. I don't know because you don't know who's going to be missing and you don't know who's going to be playing. If they get back their starting offensive line and maybe Taysom Hill is at quarterback and he's going to make plays, and I, I, I don't know. I just don't know what to think anymore. The margin for error is so, so small. Now with the COVID situation in the NFL, that you can't assume anything. In fact, the Atlanta Falcons right now have the tiebreaker over the Saints, and they are currently the ninth seed. They feel they have a game at the Bills, though, coming up next, which is going to be tough. But they feel they have a shot to make the playoffs. In reality, the Philadelphia Eagles at 8-7, and seven, currently in possession of the seventh seed, with games against Washington and the Cowboys to end the year, could likely be the final playoff team in the NFC. Although, let's not be so quick to plug in the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs either. The 49ers are 8-7. and seven. They win the tiebreaker over Philadelphia because of a head-to-head win. So they are currently your sixth seed. However, the reports came out on Monday that Jimmy Garoppolo is dealing with a fracture and a torn UCL in his thumb. His status for Sunday's game against the Texans is unknown right now. If Jimmy Garoppolo does not play, and Trey Lance has to start. Well, he started one game earlier this season when Jimmy was out, and that was 
uh, you know, against Arizona. 15 of 29, 192 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. What if the 49ers, all of a sudden now, without Jimmy Garoppolo, having to start Trey Lance, what if they fall to the Texans? And before you say, that's crazy, losing to the Texans, didn't we just see the Houston Texans beat the Chargers as a double-digit underdog? Anything is possible now, and it becomes even more possible without Jimmy Garoppolo starting. Even though Garoppolo hasn't been great, and there's a lot of people calling for Trey Lance to start anyway. And then the final game of the regular season for the 49ers is against the Rams. So I'm not going to say that it's a lock that they get into the playoffs. Minnesota, 7-8. and eight. They are your current eighth seed. Yes, they play the Packers this week. Probably going to be a ninth loss. But they beat the Packers earlier this year, so they could do it again. Although, in Lambeau, against the Green Bay team that's fighting for the number one overall seed, I don't like it. And then they play against the Bears. It, it, what I'm trying to get at, in a long way of saying it, is that in the NFC, this is completely wide open. So even though New Orleans took a big hit here with a loss, nothing is out of reach right now for any of these teams beyond the five that have already clinched playoff spots. Six and seven are not locked into anybody. And I think six, seven, eight, nine, ten, they're all in play with two weeks left in the regular season. For Miami... With this win, they improved to 8-7. and seven. They have won seven straight games. But it's worth pointing out, and I know that I've taken a lot of heat on Twitter for this, and you guys can follow me at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Feel free to rip me uh, like everyone else has uh, about this take, calling me a hater or whatnot. But all seven wins for the Miami Dolphins during this win streak are against non-playoff teams. Here are the wins. Texans, Ravens, and before you say, well, Baltimore. Right now, Baltimore is not in the playoffs. The Jets twice, the Panthers, the Giants, and the Saints. All seven wins against non-playoff teams. While I commend the Dolphins for this win streak, it's very easy to write a team off and to have the players quit when you're one in seven. But for them to turn their season around and roll off seven straight wins says a lot about Brian Flores as a head coach, and it says a lot about every single one of those players in that locker room. So I give them a ton of credit. But I just don't know how good this team is because they haven't played a playoff team yet. That will change. Right now, they are in possession of the seventh seed, the final playoff spot. But for the final two weeks of the regular season, the Dolphins will go to Tennessee to play against the Titans, and then they will be home against the New England Patriots. 
they likely have to win both of those games in order to make the postseason. Because if they suffer an eighth loss, I just don't know if that's good enough to get the seventh seed. You have Baltimore at eight and seven. You have the Chargers at eight and seven. You have the Raiders at eight and seven. And even the Steelers at seven, seven, and one. All with a chance to avoid having an eighth loss. If you win out and you're 10 and seven, you have a really good shot. You lose one game if you're Miami. Now you're hoping for a lot of things to break. You're hoping that everyone else essentially loses a game. It's going to be hard to, to ask. It's going to be hard to accomplish. We will find out who Miami truly is this coming week in Tennessee against the Titans. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll take a look at the rest of the playoff picture in the NFL and the current future odds as well. It's all coming up next here on The Look Ahead. You guys can follow us all on Twitter at VSIN Live. Be sure to head to vsin.com to find out all the ways you can watch and listen to us here on the Sports Betting Network. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, 
the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <clears throat> Scott Seidenberg here with you. It is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. I wanted to take a look uh, real quick at the future odds uh, after week 16 has come to a close. And uh, let's start with the ticket that I have in my back pocket. No, not really. I'm just saying, like, I have it and I bet it. Uh, and that is Matt LaFleur to win head coach of the year. I have it at plus 1,000. Uh, there were guys ahead of him, Bill Belichick, Cliff Kingsbury, and over the course of the past several weeks, those teams have lost while the Packers have continued to win. Yeah, you know, maybe the Packers have been covered, but they win. Matt LaFleur is now your odds-on favorite to be coach of the year at plus 175. But shooting up right behind him is Frank Reich the coach of the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts right now find themselves as the five seed in the AFC playoff picture. They have played really good football after a tough stretch to start the season. And this was a team that was decimated by injuries early on, early on. And not just winning, uh, several of these games. But unlike the Miami Dolphins, and by the way, the Colts have won three, four, five, six of their last seven, uh, and seven, eight of their last ten. Their wins have come against playoff teams. They lose to the Titans 34-31. Late turnovers hurt them. Uh, Field goal in overtime was the difference in that game. Okay, tough game. You lose in overtime to the 
Tennessee Titans, currently in possession of the two seed in the AFC. Then you beat the Buffalo Bills. Not just beat them. You beat them convincingly. 41-15. to Jonathan Taylor goes off, and you absolutely embarrass Buffalo in their building. Then you play the Bucks to a very close game. Leonard Fournette goes off with four rushing touchdowns, including the go-ahead touchdown with 20 seconds left in the game. So that game you played against the current, and I guess Tampa Bay is actually now the four seed in the NFC, but still 11-4, and second-best record in the NFL, tied with several other teams. You lost to them in the final seconds, just like you lost to the Tennessee Titans in overtime. Okay, then you go out there and you beat the New England Patriots, the team that was playing better than anybody in the AFC. And then you go to Arizona and you beat the Cardinals. All these wins have been extremely impressive for the Indianapolis Colts. And that's why Frank Reich absolutely deserves to be considered for this award. Next on the list is Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Bengals, are it's interesting, they keep rising. They are now your three seed in the AFC playoff picture because they are in first place in the AFC North. But the North is still up for grabs. The Bengals' final two games are against the Kansas City Chiefs and at the Cleveland Browns. There's still a chance that this team does not win this division. And maybe doesn't even make it into the playoffs. They finish 9-8. and eight. There's a chance they might not get in. Haven't clinched anything just yet. Bill Belichick is next at plus 750. I respect what Belichick has done this season. Rookie quarterback, a lot of turnover, uh, changeover in the offseason, revamping that defense, uh, and really has put together a tremendous season. But without winning the division, I don't know if I can consider it Bill Belichick. So when it comes down to these candidates, and I think that these are the only candidates, Mike Vrabel maybe can, you know, put himself back in. Sean McVay, I think, has an excellent chance. Sean McVay's odds right now are plus 1,600. But the Rams have turned things around, and they're 11-4, and four, probably going to win this division, finishing 13-4. and four. They very well could. But think about the top four, four candidates, LaFleur, Reich, Taylor, and Belichick. Of those four, only one of them could win their division. Only one of them could have the number one overall seed in their conference. That's Matt LaFleur. And I've said it countless times, and I'll continue to say it. I believe that the award this year, if given to Matt LaFleur, is going to be a, I don't want to say a lifetime achievement award because it's uh, it's not a lifetime of coaching, but 
it's going to be given to him as a accumulation of the past, just the three seasons together, right? In his first two years as a head coach, Matt LaFleur went 13-3 and and brought the Packers to the NFC Championship game both years. And now this year, his third year as a head coach, lead them to a 14-3 and record and the number one seed in the, in the NFC? We're talking about a guy who's going to be 40-9 and in his first three seasons as an NFL head coach. It's tremendous, yet hasn't gotten consideration for this award. Kevin Stefanski won this award last year, 11-5. and Browns didn't even win their division. So I'm just saying, I believe that this would be an award given to LaFleur, not just because of the success that they've had this season, but as a way of saying, hey, we acknowledge what you've done for the past three seasons combined. And yes, the Packers had adversity coming into this season. We didn't know if Aaron Rodgers was going to play. There was a lot of uncertainty with this team. So that's why I love Matt LaFleur to win this award. That's why I bet it several weeks ago, because I don't think the Packers lose a game for the rest of this season. Uh, MVP Aaron Rodgers is your favorite right now at minus 175. Tom Brady, who was once the favorite, has dropped off significantly. He is now plus 750 on DraftKings. Your second favorite to win this award is Jonathan Taylor at plus 600. I'm sorry, JT. You've had a great year. You are going to win Offensive Player of the Year. Maybe maybe you and Cooper Cup can share the award. Give me two Offensive Player of the Years. But the MVP goes to the quarterback. We haven't had a running back win this award since 2012. And the reigning MVP has been the best player in the NFL this season. He hasn't turned the football over. He's done a tremendous job of winning football games. He goes out and does what he's capable of doing, and they win their final two games of the season to finish 14-3. and It's going to be a Rodgers back-to-back MVP and his head coach, Matt LaFleur, winning coach of the year. Uh, defensive player of the year has really, uh, the odds have shifted Miles Garrett was the favorite for a while. He has now dropped off significantly. Micah Parsons is now your favorite to win the award. TJ Watt is second, or co-favorites, if you will. Then Trayvon Diggs, then Aaron Donald, then Miles Garrett. Those are the award updates as of right now. I think it's all about the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, MVP. Matt LaFleur, Coach of the Year. 14-3 14-3 and three Green Bay, number one seed in the NFC. Coming up next, we'll talk to uh, our very own Mike Pritchard, host of Betting Across America here on VSIN, former NFL wide receiver. Get his thoughts on the Green Bay Packers, on the awards, and uh, who he thinks is going to make it in to the postseason as the final seeds in both the NFC and the AFC. And is he a believer in this Dolphins team? after this seven-game winning streak. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to this show, The Look Ahead, just by clicking on vcin Best Bets. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on the Sports Betting Network as we welcome in now our very own host of betting across America here on VSIN, former NFL wide receiver Mike Pritchard. And Pritch, let's talk about the Miami Dolphins. Seven straight wins now. But as I pointed out on Twitter and have taken some heat for being a, quote, hater, all seven wins, Pritch, against non-playoff teams. Are you a believer in this team right now? A believer as far as what? <laughs> we need some context here. As far as their ability to threaten for the seventh seed in the AFC playoff picture, which they currently hold. Yeah, I mean, the extra playoff spot that the NFL created, you know, it's probably four teams like this. You know, there's a reason why the league did what they did with creating an extra spot. It's revenue, and then also you get another extra game in the playoffs, and, and nobody's going to turn that down. But uh, as far as making a run through the playoffs and into the Super Bowl, no, I'm not buying that. But, yeah, I mean, the, the seventh seed on both sides, whether it's the NFC or the AFC, is going to be one of these teams that, that gets hot at the end or or certainly benefits from the schedule that they play. The Dolphins have done that. I mean, they can't change the schedule in the middle of the year. So, you know, they're taking care of business the way that they need to right now. Do you think they can go into Tennessee and come away with a win next week? That offense is anemic. Um, I, you know, I, I, the Saints, if the Saints had any motivation, uh, you know, from the, from the fact that, okay, we're going to really believe that we're going to win this game. I mean, defensively, they would, I think they would have had a better effort than what they did. I mean, at times it was good, but it wasn't consistent. It wasn't like the one we saw against Tampa. I, I think the Titans are, are more confident about themselves uh, and they will be, you know, the Dolphins, we'll, we'll find out what the Dolphins are all about. You, you know, it's, it's kind of like the Patriots when the Patriots got hot uh, and they were winning and, and Belichick became the goat again. Uh, he's done a masterful job with a rookie quarterback. And all of a sudden uh, they faced the Colts and, you know, a little bit stiffer competition uh, and they kind of looked normal. Uh, and I, I think that's what's going to happen to the Dolphins. A team that and I'm not, Comparing them, but it's a similar comment as I make about the Dolphins looking at their wins and asking myself who have they beaten because every win in this seven-game stretch was against a non-playoff team. But the Dallas Cowboys have looked great, Prince. There's no arguing that. But who have they beaten is the question I'm going to ask because they lost to the Chiefs. They even lost to the Raiders on Thanksgiving, which was inexcusable. They lose to the Broncos as a double-digit favorite. Okay, you want to give them the impressive win over the Patriots? I'll give them that. But beating up on the NFC East and beating up on the Saints and the Falcons doesn't really impress me. I just don't know what to make of this team. Well, I, I mean, they are one of the highest scoring teams in, in the league right now. Um, 
I, I think when they put it together, though, Scott, it, it's it's highly impressive. Whether you go to the first game of the year against Tampa, when they go toe to toe there against Tom Brady, and, and you know that wasn't going to be an easy game. We all know that is the lid lifter to the season. Tampa Bay defending Super Bowl champions at home, uh, but yet the Cowboys went toe to toe. I I'm a believer in the Cowboys. I, I think defensively. They have not one but two candidates for defensive player of the year. I mean, yeah. Everybody's talking about Micah Parsons, but what about Trayvon Diggs, man? I mean, that guy's got 11 picks, and I was looking through the numbers, like whether it's Stephon Gilmore or, you know, Charles Woodson, Rod Woodson. I mean, all these former defensive backs that won defensive player of the year, uh, you know, some of those guys didn't come close to 11 INTs. And, and the Dallas Cowboys, they have two capable players like that. And so I think on all three levels are that defense is impactful. And then offensively, if they build on what they just did, uh, I think this could be a dangerous team, certainly throughout the playoffs. Yeah, you're right about Diggs. I think he absolutely deserves the credit. And what's, what's, what's crazy about it is you mentioned the fact that some of the defensive backs that have won this award, they don't have the pick numbers is because like, Usually the the best defensive backs aren't being thrown at. <laughs> like uh, right. I remember when I was when I was covering the Jets and Darrell Revis was the best cornerback on the planet. He also led the league in the least amount of passes thrown in his direction, and that just said mm-hmm. something about how good he was. So he never had the interception numbers because no one ever threw at him. I mean, it, it's just masterful that that Trayvon Diggs has been able to get his hands on the football so many times this season. Uh, One of the teams that's getting a lot of love, Pritch, in the NFL is the Cincinnati Bengals uh, coming off a big win over a very depleted Ravens team, but they are now in first place in the AFC North. They're 9-6, Baltimore's right behind them at 8-7, and and Pittsburgh, believe it or not, still has a chance at 7-7-1. Who ultimately do you think comes away with this division title? You know, I, I liked uh, the Bengals a few weeks ago, uh, Scott. We were talking about that on Betting Across America. I think they were plus 350 at the time. Uh, they had those three home games in a row, uh, and they lost two of them. And so uh, all was all was lost for the Cincinnati Bengals. And then they go on the road, certainly, and they beat the Broncos, and then they come back and did what they did last week or this past weekend uh, against the Ravens. You know, This is a young team that's exceeded expectations, to a level that, I mean, they, they're on the cusp of winning that division. Now, they're up against it, though, uh, against the Chiefs. Uh, it's, a, it's a matchup that I want to see this team performing, though, because if I want to buy into the fact that this team can not only get hot but win that division but also maybe make some noise in the playoffs, I, I want to see what they look like against the Chiefs. Uh, I think they're a young team that doesn't know any better. They're figuring it out, but they're also doing it the right way. I mean, uh, Burrow said it himself, you know, we're not going out. We're not, you know, exposing ourselves. And so to me, that was all about focus. Uh, and then I'll, we talked about this today too, about coach of the year candidates. I think Zach Taylor is legitimate chance too there at plus 750. Uh, if they beat the chiefs, those numbers are going to change for him uh, for coach of the year this year. So uh, this is a big game coming up for the Bengals, but it's a, it's a team that's highly exciting though. Well, I'm sitting on a Matt LaFleur plus 1,000 ticket, and he is the odds-on favorite right now. Uh, yeah. Do you think he's got a legit that, chance? Kenny, Kenny with the MVP, though, I mean, will the voters really give it to well, him? My, my, also... argument, my argument, Pritch, is that I think it would be a cumulative award. It would be giving okay. him the award saying, hey, we see you. First three years as an NFL head coach, you go 40-9. and nine. 
Like, he went 13-3 and to the NFC Championship game his first year. 13-3 and to the NFC Championship game his second year. And now this year, they're going to go 14-3 and and be the number one overall seed in the NFC. I think that the award would be not just for this year, but for the entire uh, three years of his career. Yeah, but those entire three years also <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Yep, yep, yep. It's, it's like it's like tonight on Monday Night Football. They were talking about, oh my God, Sean Payton. He's a great play caller. No, he's not. Not with Ian Book. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> right? He he's a great play caller with Drew Brees. Right? I mean, it's obvious that way. So. I mean, I, I hear you. I hope you cashed it, to be honest with you, because I, I wasn't lucky enough to select them <laughs> that high. But <laughs> but I, I just I just wonder if the voters uh, would side with that on a, a situation in which Aaron Rodgers could win back-to-back uh, MVPs. So. Yeah, you think that he's going to win? Like, Are you buying into the Jonathan Taylor hype for MVP, even though no running back has won this award since 2012? You know what? I thought, I think he needs to get closer to 2,000 yards. I mean, he is impactful. And we'll see what happens. You know, no offensive line last week, and he still had that big run, uh, change the momentum of that game. Uh, so I think his narrative is still strong there uh, for, for that candidacy. But I mean, it feels like the momentum and the narrative is growing a little bit more for uh, Aaron Rodgers each and every week. I just keep going back to last season. Derek Henry rushed for over 2,000 yards. Mm-hmm. And was not the MVP. Yeah. I know. And with all due respect to Jonathan Taylor, who's having a tremendous season and could, is probably going to eclipse 2,000 with the extra game, but it took him three games to surpass Derrick Henry, who wasn't playing. <laughs> you know? I know. It's incredible. It really is. That guy. And he's gonna, we're going to see him again, too, this year, which is which is outstanding. Well, uh, so would you would you take a flyer on the Titans then with the anticipation that we see Derrick Henry again? I'm tempted, to be honest with you. I, I mean, if it, 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 Julio Jones, the whole uh, COVID situation, I mean, A.J. Brown kind of emerged. But yeah. uh, this, was, this was a team, though, the Titans, in which they needed to figure it out, and, and they kind of did. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, though. Yeah, plus 850 right now to win the AFC. Pritch, always appreciate the time. Have a happy and a healthy new year. I'll talk to you soon. Happy New Year. Have a great one. Thank there you. There he is. Mike Pritchard, our very own former NFL wide receiver, host of Betting Across America here on VSIN. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. It brings up a really good point about Zach Taylor. Like I said, you know, for, for him, if the Bengals go out and win this division, and this will be the game that tells us a lot, the matchup here with the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll get into that and more coming up next year on the look ahead here on VSIN. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available on VSIN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to VSIN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VSIN.com slash NFL. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, we just went over a lot of these props and the odds to win these awards in the NFL. Let's take a look at the futures, the odds to win the conference. Uh, right now in the AFC, the Chiefs are your favorite at plus 175. The Buffalo Bills are next at plus 350. Colts plus 650. Patriots plus 700. Titans plus 850. The Bengals are plus plus. 1400 and if you want to buy in on the Dolphins they are plus 7500 in the NFC Packers are your favorite at plus 200 followed by the Bucks at plus 350 the Rams are next at plus 450 Cowboys plus 500 Cardinals plus a thousand and then you have 49ers 1800 the Eagles plus 3500 
Uh, yeah, the Saints are still on the board, plus 6,000. When it comes down to looking at who can go to the Super Bowl, I think you have to ask yourself who can win on the road. Because the Green Bay Packers in the NFC, let's say, going to have home field. They'll have a bye. So who can go into Lambeau and win is what you have to ask yourself. Well, in the first round, let's play the whole if the playoffs, if the season ended today. Cow, uh, Eagles at the Cowboys. I'd favor the Cowboys, but honestly, division rivalry game, toss-up. We're going to see that matchup, final game of the regular season, and wouldn't that be something? You play a team the final game of the regular season, and you wind up playing them again in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, but that could happen. But I think the Cowboys would come away with the win there. 49ers and Rams. Tough game. Tough divisional rivalry game. The, four, the Rams already lost to the 49ers this year. They'll play them also the final game of the regular season. So how wild is this? In the NFC, you could legit have two divisional matchups in the wild card round of the playoffs, both rematches of the final game of the regular season. Now, obviously, it's it's unlikely because based on the outcome of those final games of the regular season, it would have an effect on the standings. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And Tampa Bay hosting the Cardinals, uh, I'd give the edge to Tampa Bay. So let's go with the favorites in all these games. Now you're asking yourself, of these top teams, we're going to eliminate Arizona. So just of the top four, Tampa going into Lambeau. Can they do it? They did it last year. They can do it again. Can the Rams go into Lambeau and win a football game? Oh, saw it earlier this year. Weren't able to do it. Can the Cowboys go into Lambeau, and win a football game. I don't know. The way that defense has played this year certainly makes them capable, but I would favor the Packers over every single one of those teams in the playoffs. I think that we could very well see a chalky NFC because I don't know if there's anybody that pulls an upset. I don't know if the Eagles can beat the Cowboys or the Rams on the road. I don't know if the 49ers, I don't even know if the 49ers are going to make the playoffs. And I don't trust Arizona, even though they're a very good football team, but we've seen them lose to teams in big spots. I feel like the only teams I trust here are the Bucs and the Packers. Now, in the AFC, I think it's a different story. Because I actually believe the AFC is wide open. With all due respect to the Kansas City Chiefs, I absolutely think that they can lose at home to several of these teams. We saw them lose earlier this season to the Chargers at home. We saw them lose to the Titans on the road. We saw them lose to the Bills at home. So if any of these rematches occur in the playoffs, 
I think that those underdogs are absolutely live. I think Tennessee can go into Arrowhead and win. I think Buffalo can go into Arrowhead and win. I think the Colts can. I think the Patriots can. The Bengals, I don't think so, but guess what? We're about to see this matchup this weekend to see how the Bengals hang around with this Kansas City Chiefs team. And maybe it's time to start taking them seriously. But I think you're better off in the AFC betting one of these longer shots for a future. Because I can see any of them winning. I really can. Titans at plus 850. Listen, not only are they right now the second seed with an outside chance at the one seed. And by outside chance, I mean like they would, Kansas City would have to lose. Kansas City's final two games are at the Bengals and at the Broncos. They'll be favored in both games. If Kansas City loses and Tennessee wins out, Tennessee's your one seed. But let's just say, for argument's sake, they're the two seed. There's a chance that Derrick Henry does come back for the playoffs. And you're giving me this team at plus 850 that's going to be the two seed at home. And even if they're without Derrick Henry, and I, I brought this up last week after the Titans beat the 49ers. And I said, I, I even tweeted it out, I believe. I said, I can't wait to bet the Titans as a home underdog in the playoffs against the Buffalo Bills. And I don't know if that's going to happen now until maybe the second round, like because the Bills are going to win the AFC East. So that matchup is not going to happen until maybe the divisional round of the playoffs. But in the wild card round, let's say it's New England or... L.A. or Baltimore going into Tennessee for that matchup. Tough games, but I think the Titans can win. Now Buffalo goes into Tennessee in the divisional round. I think Buffalo would be favored in that matchup. We just saw them, uh, you know, earlier in the year as a favorite in Tennessee. Uh, if it's now the Titans going to the Chiefs, mm, different story, but at plus 850, hard to find a better value in the AFC, especially when you consider that they could possibly get Derrick Henry back. And it would add a huge difference. Bengals plus 1,400. It looks great now, especially if they are division champs and they wind up being the three seed. Like if the Bengals win out, and let's say, or let's say just say that they win the division, they lose to the Chiefs, but they wind up winning their final game of the season at the Browns. So let's give them the division lead. They'll still be the three seed because they have the tiebreaker over Buffalo because of conference record. And in the conference right now, Cincinnati's seven and three, Buffalo's six and five. So even if they lose to the Chiefs but beat the Browns, at worst, they're gonna be eight and four. 
they would still have a better conference record than the Buffalo Bills. So you can get the Bengals as the three seed, meaning they're hosting the wild card game and have a ch- and could be hosting the second round game as well, depending on what happens. And they're plus fourteen hundred. The Ravens are plus twenty eight hundred. There's a chance that they could win this division still. Or they can just be a wild card. And how much do you trust them? I don't at all because they're just not healthy and frankly not playing good football. Patriots plus 700. I don't know. I think a lot of people have soured on the Patriots based on their last two performances against the Colts and the Bills. And how about the Colts? Do you trust them? Plus 650. You know, hard to find any team playing better football than them right now. Or it's just chalk, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs who are starting to look like the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is Vsin. This is Vsin. This is Vsin. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 